1: Tracker. Tom was a man with dreams And Ernie came along and I wrote the songs About a creature that few's ever seen Monsters, myths and mysteries legend tales and facts It brought us all together And it's a reason for a fact Up in North California Where the Redwoods reach the skies Three men with a gold and a pack that they'd hold And a promise till the day that they die Answers to the questions
2: no and Good evening, one and all, and welcome back to the X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide, as together we will cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, and the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and Exxon Broadcast Network. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at ExonRadioTV.com on all social media sites, Radio TV, And for all the programming available on the Zone TV channel that is exclusive to Simultv, visit www.simultv.com. Exonation. my first guest tonight is Kevin Killen, and uh, Kevin is a former substance abuse counselor, excuse me, and award-winning journalist. Kevin has experienced the paranormal most of his life, from his first encounter at the age of five. Can you just imagine that, having your first encounter at the age of five? Um, at his home in Evanston, Illinois, until present day, Kevin has experienced many types of paranormal events. This ranges from shadow people, EVP captures, voices, and even two attachments. Kevin has lived in many places around the country where he has experienced these events, including Pennsylvania and West Virginia. Having grown up in Church Falls, Virginia, he has relocated to the beautiful eastern shore of Maryland, where he is working on his current projects. Now, if you'd like to find out more about Kevin or contact him, his uh, website is ozarkmt.com that's o z a r k m t .com and uh, kevin welcome to the x zone
3: rob thank you for having me
2: great talking to you um, tell me at the age of 5 tell me about the first paranormal experience you had and and sure it, it must have made a one heck of an impression on a young child
3: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I think, I, I, you know, on, on these shows that, you know, I talk to people and mm-hmm. listen to these shows and go on on myself. And the one thing I've definitely come away with is that your first paranormal experience definitely defines and shapes you and it definitely stays with you the whole your, the rest of your life. Um, that that first experience is as vivid as my last one. And that's over 40 years ago. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, one of those things that when that does happen, it has a profound effect on you. Uh, and, and, and obviously did with me. Um, but anyway, um, I was, uh, five years old. We were Mm -hmm. living in Evanston, Illinois, um, right outside of Chicago. My father was a journalist and, uh, he used to go to cover sporting events for the UPI. Uh, so he took all my brothers. I had three older brothers at the time. Uh, he took them with them to St. Louis, I believe where the tournament was. So I just stayed home with me and my mother, and we had, you know, the downstairs where we ate the dinner and everything. And I, I just distinctly, we had the big wooden floors and I heard footsteps, somebody walking on the, the the steps up there. And I turned to my mother and I said, "Who, who's in the house? And she looked at me and she said, that's my little boy. And that really confused me because I was the only little boy in the house that I knew of. But uh, later on, she told me that she just didn't want to get scare me because she was scared herself. She'd actually thought somebody had broken into the house. Um, but she had heard that, too, and it was distinctive footfalls right across the, the wooden floor, uh, and there was nobody else in the house. So that was my first paranormal experience, and I've been experiencing them ever since.
2: Why do you think, Kevin, that some people are so attuned to these paranormal experiences and others aren't?
3: Well, I think in my case, um, I'm, I'm an empath. I'm empathic. Um, I, I do probably think i have a little bit of psychic ability to to me and also um i'm irish predominantly irish so i have celtic blood in me and i've done a lot of studying about how the the celts have the you know the site if you will um back in ireland and they brought it over here so i think that has a lot to do with it honestly and i've talked to a lot of friends and, and family and things like that who have experience these things that are of Celtic blood, and, and they all seem to have the same thing. And, and again, with me, I think it's a little bit of that.
2: Now, I understand that you have also seen full-bodied apparitions. Can you tell us about that?
3: Sure. Um, when I was working in my uh, former position as a uh, counselor, uh, drug drug, and alcohol mm-hmm substance abuse counselor, um, I worked overnight. So obviously, you know, nobody's awake, you know, I, I, uh, the building's quiet, this and that. And I was actually working on, on the book. Um, that's actually out there now ghosts and me. I was actually working on some chapters, uh, before, uh, publication. And I happened to glance up and I saw somebody walk by a window, uh, my office. And I was like, Oh, okay. It must've been somebody from, you know, one of the, one of the clients, Mm -hmm. Um, getting out of bed, so I I went out there, and of course, there was nobody there. Um, I saw, actually, I guess this wasn't a full body. It was mostly body apparition, thinking back on it now, because I I saw from about the waist up go by the window. And then it hit me that uh, we have a picture, uh, a painting of the woman who started the program in the corner of the hallway, and I do believe that was her that I did see that night.
2: So what different types of experiences have you had over the years?
3: Oh, gosh, you name it. Um, Shadow people. um, I've had the disembodied voice. I've had a lot of great EVP captures. Uh, I've had uh, i lived in a couple of haunted houses. So that was always fun. Um, Just, you know, ranging from that to to other things such as, uh, you know, what I used to do when I was uh, working. Uh, I used to like tell you know my coworkers, hey, pick up the phone, and they'd say what, and then the phone would ring. I used to love doing that to them because <laughs> it was, you know, and they, they kind of got used to me doing that. Or I'd say so and so might call, and then next you know, in the next day, like, how do you know he was going to call? I said I don't know, I just do. So I've had kind of the gambit from pretty much almost everything.
2: In your opinion, dealing with all these paranormal events, what in your opinion is a ghost? And why do they stay on this plane?
3: Wow, that's a really good question, Rob. I believe uh, the, a ghost is just the spirit uh, or the essence of a human being. I believe that our physical bodies are just the vessel for our soul. And uh-huh. that's just, again, this is my personal belief. It's not espousing anybody else's. This is just personally what I think. Right. Uh, and I, I just think that uh, when we pass, that we have stages to go to and, and some of us actually stay back because they, they, they may have some unfinished business. Some people really don't know that they're dead. So they, they, they don't know what to do. They don't know where to go. And that's why there are some really gifted psychics and mediums out there who actually help people cross over. Uh, but I think it's just the essence of who we are. Uh, and, and basically, uh, some people might stay and some people might go. And I think everyone goes uh, eventually – Every time it's just, it just kind of depends on what stage you're in.
2: Hmm. Okay, so if we're looking at, at the ghost scenario, is there a difference, in your opinion, between a ghost and a haunting, or are they part and parcel of each other?
3: Well, I believe that they can be. Um, I think hauntings more have to deal with, uh, well, they could actually be. You know, one, the the theories are there's an intelligent haunting, which is basically one that uh, you could actually talk to. And it's kind of just like, you know, basically you have a human being Mm -hmm. next to you that you could actually talk to and and something will come back. And then there's the other one where it's it's a uh, the stone tape theory where basically things that have happened years ago uh, get the energy gets trapped in that certain, you know, Mm -hmm. certain place and just gets played over like a tape reel. Uh, and I think both of those do exist and I've experienced both of them. Um, so, and then again, that kind of makes sense to me and I, I worked a little bit in radio, right? So I do know a little bit about bulk erasing and exactly yeah. <laughs> ions and yeah. things. So that really, when I first heard the tape stone tape theory, I said, wow, that really kind of really makes sense to me. And I actually told one of my professors that in college, that kind of looked at me like, yeah, okay, I'm not really down with the ghost thing, but I'm glad you're getting my course. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, th- that, that's just kind of, I, I, I kind of um, subscribe to both of those theories.
2: It seems that there is a lot, well, you know, doing this show and speaking to a lot of different people, I'm getting the impression that demonic activity is on an increase it seems that there are those people who have experiences who are like you, who have to, you know, the, the full body apparition, the, 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 nor- I'm going to call this normal paranormal experiences, and then the others who have had predominantly demonic experiences. When we come back from this commercial break, I'd like to ask you about that. Fair enough.
3: Sounds good.
2: All right, Kevin, please stand by. XO Nation, our guest this hour is Kevin Killen, and his website is ozarkmt.com. That's O-Z-A-R-K-M-T dot com. And Kevin and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the XO continues around the world from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. do Way.
1: Ivan was a bear tracker was a man with dreams and ernie came along and i wrote the songs about a creature that few's ever seen monsters myths, and mysteries legends and facts it brought us all together and it's a reason for a fact up in north california where the redwoods reach the skies
2: Exonation Kevin Killen is our guest. We're talking about strange things that go bump in the night, paranormal experiences that our guest has had. And uh, before we went to the break, Kevin, I asked you, uh, you know, why does it seem that there are some people who have what I cannot call anything else but normal paranormal experiences and those who are talking about all these demonic cases? What's your take on this?
3: Rob, I think uh, with a lot of people, this day, and of course, you know, with the the last, the, you know, the world's kind of gone crazy in the last year and a half, oh, two years, time. as we well know. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of it, and I I see this every day, unfortunately, is there's a lot of people that just are rude. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of discourtesy going on around in the world, and and I think what that does is that that you know, a positive attitude will always breed breed positivity, and I'm actually done experiments personally on this and it has happened and it is true. Um, And I know that there's a a saying down here, I'm sure there's a saying in Canada similar to that is, you know, don't speak into the universe. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing is that a lot of people are so just everything is just kind of off kilter right now that a lot of people's energies are really low. Um, I'm really loath to use the D word, as I like to say, because I think a lot of people do that just for the shock value. Mm-hmm. I think there is a lot of evil and negative energy out there. Not so much the whole demonic thing. I, I do believe that there are things out there that you shouldn't mess with. Uh, that are, you know, walking around just kind of waiting for for things. But I, I think demonic is overused. I think a lot of it just has to do with a lot of negative energy, and and that's uh you know, you know, if you positivity can kind of sweep that stuff away. But I think that it's just the, the way the world's going is just you just kind of kind of have to find a way to be positive to, to kind of keep the negative stuff away.
2: The way the world is going, does this affect the um, the world of the paranormal? Does it increase sightings? Does it increase in, increase encounters or, I, you know, does it just stay the, the same?
3: I believe in some areas it probably does increase. Um, I was thinking, you know, recently, uh, with me and and uh, my experiences have been it's been cyclical. Between September and December, are usually the best times for me because the I, the energy for me is a lot different okay. during those the the fall time. Uh, The energy just seems to be a little heightened for me. Um, That doesn't mean I don't have experiences in the dead of summer (laughs) or spring or winter, things like that. Um, But I just think it just kind of, it depends on, on where you are in the world and what's happening. So I think what happens is, you know, people have these horrible things happen to them. They get depressed, their energy levels are low. And that's when the, the, the evil kind of speak, you know, raises its head and says, Oh, Hey, you know, there's low energy and, I can see this, so I'm going to go ahead and just do my best to kind of mess with them and see what I can get out of it. And I, I kind of think that's what's going on around the world.
2: When you get your EVPs uh, that you've been successful in getting, is there any specific technique that you use?
3: No. Uh, basically, I just I, I uh, tell them who I am, what I'm doing, and I just let the tape run. Um, that's as simple as that and i've gotten some really good captures just from doing that uh i know i've seen on some of these ghost shows and people will do the you know you ask the question you hit the play button record button you mm-hmm. stop you rewind it hit it again i yeah i don't do that and and that's fine for for anybody that wants to do that I, i've just had success with just basically saying hey is there anybody here who wants to talk my name is kevin and then hit the play button and then just let it record
2: let me ask you this kevin you've been in the industry and I'm talking about radio, um, and you've taken college courses as well. Being in, the, in, in broadcasting, I know in order for anything that I do or anything that we play here, it has to be, we have to hear it at the time. And yet, EVPs don't work that way. Any idea why or how?
3: You know, that's one thing that's always amazed me yeah. uh, that I have. I really have no idea uh, why that is. I, I, I guess I suppose that eventually maybe there, there's rules on, on the other side, and, you know, the, the way that they have to to, to make that world order leave. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's something that they that they do. Um, but that brings up an interesting point. Um, I was actually talking with somebody about a year ago um and uh, they texted me, you know, called me at seven o'clock in the morning, and they said, uh, you, "You said, hey man, you got to listen to this." And I was like, "What happened?" So they played a conversation. When I was talking to them, I was, they were recording, and there was voices over our conversation that was neither me nor the person I was speaking with. And it's a clear sentence you can't make it out, but somebody's definitely talking over us. I've never had that happen before, and that was actually kind of cool.
2: Now let me ask you this: uh, Were either one of you on a cell?
3: Yes, we both were.
2: Could it be cell bleed?
3: Um, I suppose it could be, but it was. uh, I was doing another show.
2: Oh, I see. Okay. So I
3: think, yeah, it was another podcast, right? Or actually, it was a podcast. So I, I I don't believe it was the host. Was kind of just like you know, this is. I I guess he was. He had a soundproof booth. Okay. So that was really interesting, and he was really excited to hear that.
2: Where has been the most scariest place that you have been? Where you have experienced? first-hand paranormal experiences?
3: Wow. Um, there's actually been a couple.
2: Could you share them with uh, us?
3: Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, and I mentioned that in my book. Uh, wh- wh- I lived in a, a house in um, Waynesburg, Pennsylvania when I was going to college there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, on the outskirts of town. It was a little little gray, nondescript house just kind of out there. It wasn't very old. I don't even know really how old it was. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the 60s. Actually, but me and my roommate at the time, we, we would experience all sorts of things. We'd experience doors opening on their own. We'd experience uh, doors closing. We'd experience um, somebody going in the bathroom and using the bathroom, and there's nobody in there. Um, we, we heard voices. We had cabinets opening and closing. We had like mm. shuffling of papers. And um, I, I just remember maybe two months into our stay there. Um, it was I, me and my roommate were sitting down and, and he just kind of looked at me out of the blue and said, Hey, have you ever had anything happen to you here when, <laughs> when I'm not here? And I was, it was like this big weight was lifted off her shoulders. Cause we both were like, Oh my gosh. And then we started just bouncing on, you know, what we had heard when, when we weren't there and, and it was the same thing. And there was such a relief between us that we had actually, we, we knew we weren't crazy because yeah. we were both hearing the same things when neither one of us were there. So that was probably one of the, um, Probably one of the most scariest I've I've encountered because it that happened like all the time, like literally uh daily that was a daily occurrence for a long time.
2: My goodness. Um have other people been in your home when you were living in that haunted house and and did anything happen while they were there?
3: Yes. Uh we had uh I was actually dating a woman at the time uh who happened to be a psychic. And ah. She told me. She said, "Hey, who's the old guy in the corner?" Excuse me. And I I said, "What what do you mean? There's no button. There's no old guy here." And she's like, "Yeah, there's an old man sitting here. I'm gonna. I'm. He's the one who's who's causing all the things here in this house." And I said, "What do you mean?" And she was like, "You know, I know you've been experiencing stuff here." And she went on to explain this, and I was like, "She'd never been in the house before," and this was freaking both of us out because we were like, "Wow." How did she even know these things? But, uh, uh. again, she actually helped us. Uh, you know, she was able to communicate with that gentleman. Uh, apparently, he was a former uh, – that was his former house, and he just wanted to make sure that we were going to take care of it. And that's kind of – he was just coming back to visit. And uh, she she was able to bridge the uh, – between us and that us and him to, to mm-hmm. let us know everything was going to be okay. So that was actually a really neat experience.
2: Yeah, I, I used to do the show from um... – News Talk 610 CKTB in St. Catharines. And it's the old Yates uh, Mansion. And it was also the last stop on the Underground Railroad. And it's on a little creek, and there's a tunnel that goes from the creek up into the basement of the, of the um, location. And there were many experiences that everyone else had in there except me. And this one time... I was going out to lunch with a good friend of mine who worked in the sales department, and uh, we're at the bottom of the stairs, and he says, "Go ahead, ma'am." And he starts talking to me again, and I said, "Bob, there's no nobody was there." And he says, "Rob, there was a lady who came down the stairs," and he looked at me. He said, "Wasn't there?" No, Bob, <laughs> there wasn't. And, and you know, people would see the uh, see th- unknown entities or 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 faces throughout the building especially in the in the control areas where you know they're usually dark and uh, you know so if people people would come in and have these experiences and i wouldn't and i've often wondered why i haven't had any of these experiences personally it's not that i don't believe i'd just like to have an experience
3: yeah, see, that, that's a lot of the things. And, and unfortunately, I, I've actually had friends that will say the same thing because, you know, after reading my book, people will be like, oh, my God, you're the ghost yeah. magnet. So here, let's go to this place over here and see what you get. All and right. it doesn't always work that way. But but it, again, and and maybe unfairly that I'm I'm kind of setting myself up like this. All right, hold on, Kevin. No, you... I, I, I just, you know, I go to places and think, I, I can pick up things, but it doesn't happen like that. But, but I, I do have friends also who are like – man, I never get to see or hear anything. You know, they're, they're so bummed about
2: it. All right, stand by, Kevin. We've got to take our break for the news at the bottom of the hour. More about ghosts, hauntings, and things that go bump in the night with my very special guest this first hour of tonight's show, Kevin Killen. And uh, Kevin and I return. This is The x I am Rob McConnell. Don't go away.
1: Get caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. But my love in the castle
0: I don't
1: know. I
2: Welcome back, everyone. This is The X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, x exone at at x TV.com On all social media sites, x Radio TV. Hey, that was cool. A toilet flushing effect. And, um... <laughs>
3: I tried to cover up, because cut that off. I didn't... I forgot how
2: powerful uh, these uh, things are uh, well, what on. the heck hey, you gotta go you gotta go you know what uh, you that's
3: sh- kind of the way i look at it
2: <laughs> you see what i what i what i just found out about you oh by the way this is kevin killen next nation he's our guest this hour you're an honest guy because you could have easily said my god the ghost did that
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice having you with absolutely us. that's <laughs> true <laughs> listen tell us about your book
3: sure uh my book is a journey a uh, journey slash journal of my paranormal experiences um i've been basically keeping this journal slash journey mm-hmm. um for about 15 16 years before it came to publication basically what i did is i just decided that you know back in 2004 2005 you know i was a journalist anyway right so and i've always wanted to write um, you know an author so i just started you know writing down you know all these the experiences that happened to me and i was really heavily into reading um some of these books that were out on the market that were kind of doing the same thing so i said hey you know what the heck you know i think people want to want to hear what i've experienced so i just kept adding to it and adding to it and sending it out to publishers and finally uh after a lot of blood sweat and tears i i finally got published but it's it's about a 15 year journey kind of summing up, you know, um, 35, 40 years of my life with uh, the spirit world.
2: And the title of your book is?
3: Ghosts and Me.
2: And it's available where?
3: Uh, Amazon.com, OzarkMountain.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and I think pretty much any .com you can get books. Oh, super. Uh, Those are usually the, the, the best places to get it.
2: What was your favorite chapter in your book?
3: Well, um, I would have to say my first EVP capture because that uh, kind of really set the tone for mm-hmm. me uh, wanting to find out more about the paranormal world. So I think that was that was the that was the one.
2: Since the age of five, you've had all these experiences, and to you, what was the experience of all experiences that you've had and uh, that? That made you believe beyond a shadow of a doubt. That goes so real. Um,
3: probably my two attachments, because I actually had a a negative attachment that really changed my personality. Really? Um, yeah, and I had a good attachment mm-hmm. that where the the spirit was joining me in the shower. So.
2: <laughs> uh huh.
3: So I had one of each.
2: I have to ask you at this point, was it a male or female attachment? It was It was a female
3: shower? attachment.
2: Did she scratch your uh, scrub your back for you?
3: No, unfortunately she didn't. What she would just get heck? in the shower with me and kind of like caress me uh, as a gust of cold air, kind of like around, swirling around my body. And it, it was just bothersome. And it, it was just really uncomfortable, like... You know, like, what, what? why is this happening to me and, and everything? It was just really, it wasn't, you know, it was very sensual, but it was just, you know, I was just like, you know, I, I don't like this because it just kind of creeped you
2: out. Let's see. Invisible, female, takes showers, can't be seen, can't be heard, gives a good feeling. Hmm. Let's just let that go with that. All right. Uh, tell us about for for our listeners who may be joining us for the first ti- time tonight and saying, "What the hell are these guys talking about?" What's an attachment? Uh,
3: attachment is basically a spirit that um, it basically attaches itself to you, much like um, an email attachment. Like you get the big paperclip when yep. you send an email and you want to attach something. Mm-hmm. So that attachment is to that email. What a spirit will do. Is it will attach itself to you either physically, or it will it will kind of tag along with you and just kind of make itself at home in your home, or wherever you go, it's with you the whole time. Wherever you go, it's kind of like your shadow.
2: Is that what a shadow person could be? Is an attachment?
3: Yes, that's absolutely what it could be. Okay. Um, and I'm sure some people, on, unfortunately, have had the experience of having those um, attach them, and those mm-hmm. are some of the some of the more nastier. Uh, entities out there that I've I've been told the the one that I had was just an experience. It wasn't nasty at all. It just really freaked me out. But yeah, a, a, definitely a shadow person could be an attachment.
2: Does your attitude in life have a lot to do with the paranormal experiences you have? For example, to me, you have a very uh, I, I love your your personality. You know, uh, it, you. it's it's very honest. It's very open, and you don't mind the joking and the bantering, which I which I adore in people. Does this effect have the effect of the experience one would get in the paranormal?
3: Yeah, I believe it does, especially with me. Um, for instance, the attachment—the the, the woman that joined me in the shower. Um, oh, here we I go again with the lady in the shower. Reminded her of her <laughs> husband. So she was from the eighteen hundreds, and. I basically my personality Mm -hmm. reminded me of her husband. That's why she really took a liking to me. That I was told by a psychic friend of mine. That's why she was around me. So So, yeah, I believe it definitely does.
2: So you like older women, huh?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she was quite the cougar. Gotta say.
2: Yeah. Um, If somebody wants to test out the waters. And and try to better understand or contact with the paranormal. How would you suggest that?
3: Uh, what I would do is is if um, and and that's another reason I wanted to stress to your listeners is another reason I wrote this book was to actually help people to do things like this. Like I said, um, mm-hmm. and because you know I I consider myself an above average intelligent guy. I'm not. I don't think I'm crazy. Um, but these are just, I just, you know, Hey, this is what happened to me. It, it's out there. And I know a yeah. lot of people are still afraid to admit that they've had experiences. And I, and I understand why, because believe me, I've had enough of the, okay, I'm going to back away slowly from you. I've got the side eye, I've got the whole, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. So I can understand it. So that's another reason I wrote that. Um, my th- would be, I never had guidance, quite honestly. Uh, my guidance came in the form of reading books like Hans Holzer was a, uh, was a favorite of mine. I read everything that he had out there. A great uh, the guy. Warrens were another one. Mm-hmm. Um, I read everything that they had out there. So I, i learned how to do things through them. So I never had a mentor, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me. Um. So I never had a mentor. So I would suggest if you know somebody that's actually experienced a paranormal to contact them to say, Hey, you know, h- how can you kind of guide me? And, and again, um, I have a, an email and I always, Tell people, hey, I love talking to people. So if anybody, your listeners wants to fire off some questions to me, um, I have an email that they, they're more than welcome to do that.
2: Well, we're going to publish your email along with the uh, show notes, if you don't mind.
3: Sure, absolutely. Okay, that, would, that, that is be, super. That would be awesome. But yeah, I, I'd say try to find a mentor. Yeah. If possible.
2: We've had uh, we've had Hans Holzer's, Hans Holzer's daughter on the show a number of times, Anna Marie. Yes. She is a great lady great lady
3: yes i've heard her on a couple other yeah. interviews she's definitely definitely a good lady
2: um looking looking at the big picture does does one's religious beliefs in your opinion also affect the type of paranormal experience that they have or don't have
3: Yes, I, I believe it does. Like, like for instance, and in, in, in this is what I've, I've actually told people in, in this kind of, you know, kind of with the religious community, they, they kind of don't look too thoroughly on this. But again, like de- demon, de- demonology,
1: mm-hmm.
3: easy for me to say, <laughs> um, Catholic. So, yeah, you know, basically true, eh? Catholicism, like if in and, and The Exorcist, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, I used to live. I used to live right outside of DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've been to the steps. I've I've watched that movie. I don't know how many times. But again, yeah, I think like your your religion. I've actually known people who have practiced Santeria and Voodoo, mm-hmm. and and the thing that they've they've done during ritual and that they've captured, you wouldn't capture that as any other religion. So yeah, I do believe firmly that whatever your denomination is 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 going to have an effect on how you view the paranormal, if you view it at all, and, and what kind of, of spirits you actually can see or hear.
2: Do you think the fact that the paranormal is is embellished on a lot of these TV shows, that this would also be a deterrent from somebody coming forward and sharing their experiences that aren't as flamboyant as those on TV?
3: Wait, these are embellished? Really?
2: Well, okay. <laughs>
3: no uh Rob, no seriously um i have a problem with a lot of these paranormal shows unfortunately yeah. uh for that very reason is because you know some of these shows um and i've actually i've actually on another show I actually argued with a, a person a guest that basically tried to tell me because this certain <laughs> this certain ghost hunter was on tv that they knew more about that than i did all right stand by like, stand by yeah, i've got so- to take
2: my final break here <laughs> sure. Reality TV. Isn't that an oxymoron? Anyway, we'll be back on the other side of this uh, break, Exxon Nation, as we kind of wrap this hour up with our very special guest this hour. His name is Kevin Killen. We'll have to have Kevin back on the show to share more of his examples with us. And maybe next time he's on, he'll share some of his EVPs. And um, we'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon with my guest Kevin Killen on the other side of this break. Don't go away. You were a pumpkin.
1: I was a pumpkin, a big orange pumpkin.
2: A big orange pumpkin. And when you, were there a lot of children out there? Not so much. No, did you get a lot of candy?
1: Yeah, I got a lot of candy. Mommy's eating all the chocolate bars.
2: Well, tell Mommy that's your candy, honey. Okay. Tell her. Well, you know it's Halloween when I play that little clip from our youngest daughter, baby Fuffy, on her adventure of one of her first Halloweens, and she got ticked off at Laura because Laura decided that she was going to basically raid Fuffy's stash. <laughs> oh, Welcome back, everyone. This is the X-Zone. My special guest this hour is, um, I don't know if I should call him the ghost magnet. Oh, we'll just leave it at that. Um, I was going to say something about the ghost in the shower magnet, but we'll just leave that alone. His name is Kevin Killen. He's a great guy. Uh, he's got a book entitled Ghosts in Me. It's available on Amazon.com and all other online bookstores. And if you'd like to send him an, uh, an email, he has, here's his email address. We're going to put it on our show notes that are available uh, online all over the place, I'm told. Um, his email address is kkillenbt at gmail.com. That's kkillenbt at gmail.com. And his website is www.ozarkmt.com. O-Z-A-R-K-M-T.com. First of all, Kevin, I want to thank you ever so much for coming on the show tonight. It's been a great pleasure talking to you.
3: Thank you, Rob. It's been a blast. I've enjoyed uh, being on this show, and I'll definitely uh, come back anytime.
2: Super. I, I, you know what? I, I listened to some other shows. I've been doing this show for thirty-one years now, and I've had the opportunity uh, of of being on other shows and and you know listening to other shows. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of dramatic it's deep, it's dark, it's suspenseful, it's, it's bullshit. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: You know, just like, like we were talking about these uh, shows on TV. Now, I must admit there is one show that I will give credit to, and not because I was the consultant to the series. It's because they did it right, and that was Creepy Canada. Uh, I had the pleasure of working with Creepy Canada for three years, the executive producer, Brian O'Day, wanted it to be as real as possible. There was no, there was no shady night shots shaking cameras or people using nylon uh, filament a line to pull a door closed or anything like that. It, it was done right. And, uh, you know, I, I was proud to be part of that series. But I see what other shows do and how they do it. It's like, oh, my God, people are not stupid. Are they? <laughs> Is is it that they want to believe so bad that they'll accept any anything?
3: I think that's part of it. And on the other end, you know, I, I've had arguments with people, you know, both on air and off air, just mm-hmm. whatever. Um, also, you know, they have, you know, being a TV show ratings equals success. So, yeah, you know, they have to, on their end, unfortunately, they have to build it up or basically they're going to get canceled. And that, you know, that's the reality. Yeah. But some people don't see it that way. And, and the general public, I don't think, do. But I think a lot of people do. I think that is a part of it is that they want to believe so much that, yeah, they'll buy almost anything.
4: What
2: advice do you have for people when looking for somebody to talk to, um, you know, about their experiences? How... I mean, besides going to your website or contacting you, what Mm -hmm. should they do in order to make sure that they're just not going to be part of this, I hate to say the word, cult that is forming out there when it comes to the ghost industry?
3: Uh, I would have to say trust your gut. Because that's one one piece of advice that I got a long time ago that I didn't buy into Mm -hmm. until actually I started trusting it and actually good things did happen. Uh, so basically if you're talking to somebody and, and they seem far-fetched and your guts telling you yeah. you're not getting a good feeling stop stop right there and move on to the next person is what I would say and and there's a, there's plenty of people out there that are actually really good um, paranormal investigators, paranormal researchers that can help people. And of course you got the charlatans on the other end. There's tons of them out there as well that don't know anything. So I, I, I like I said, I'd say just, you know, kind of trust your gut and, and do your research, do your homework when you're looking into people. Um, most people have websites and they have a lot of information on them these days, mm-hmm. you know, fire off there. There's one, I'm not going to mention the guy's name. Um, he, he has been, <laughs> he has been caught, uh, fraudulently giving psychic readings and this guy's still on TV and it's just blows my mind that this guy's still out there making a, a paycheck. Actually he's been caught, you know, faking stuff, but Hey, you know, I'm not the network. I don't pay the guy. Yeah. So yeah. And he goes to all these comic con things. So he's all, but yeah, I mean, you know, just do your homework. I mean, it's, it's out there. The, the, most of the people are exposed online somewhere. I, I found that out uh, fairly quickly.
2: In, in your opinion, where would be a good place for people who want to start looking at being ghost researchers or paranormal researchers to go and experience or try to experience an event?
3: Uh, well, I would say one thing, too, also um, along those lines, uh, most places, and I, I, I do know that, uh, and I've done research here, I actually have some friends in Canada Uh, that they have a lot of good ghost groups in Canada. So, you know, don't be afraid to look in your area to see, you know, ghosts, because again, you can contact them right away. Most of them do not charge money. Most of them will get back to you fairly quickly. And again, like I said, trust your gut. I mean, a lot of these people are always looking for more people to join up Mm -hmm. with them. So, you know, if you get a decent rapport with them, you know, hey, maybe tag along on an investigation or just kind of run it by them and maybe say, hey, you know, I, I see you're investigating the old school down the road would, would it be cool if I tagged along just to kind of just see what you guys do. And, and most people will be receptive to that and be like, yeah, no problem. And then they'll pro- they'll end up doing that. So uh, just, you know, again, just do your research.
2: Kevin, in your opinion, what is the future of uh, the paranormal?
3: Um, I think the future is very bright. Um, I, I think again, like we said earlier in the show that because of the way the world is going, mm-hmm. It's almost kind of like, you know, you have to kind of make a choice here whether you're going to be good or bad. And I hate to use that analogy, but there's so much negativity out there. um, You have to try to choose to be positive, not just to, to, you know, make your own life better, but to, you know, better the other life. And and again, I've had more experiences where I've actually done uh, things like that, where I've actually experimented with. Um, negative and positive energy and it is true and it does exist so uh just i i think um it's going to increase it's going to grow and i think you know um unless you know what you're doing stay away from a ouija board really yeah absolutely because that just opens up a whole can of worms because that's like that's we could go do a whole nother show just on ouija board do's and don'ts
2: son of a gun um do you think that most paranormal events are connected?
3: Yes, I do believe. Um, I've done some research, and there's a lot of really good people out there that, you know, they kind of brought this into um, to my attention, you know, on, on different shows is that, you know, a lot of these experiences you'll see not only there'll be paranormal phenomena, but there'll be a Bigfoot sighting, yeah. there'll be UFO sightings, things like that. And they're all, and it's just like a lot of these places never get reported properly so you never really knew that so now that this is coming out where a lot of these events are you know triangulated or if you will uh so they are they are i don't know why that is but apparently there's a lot more out there than, than we're led to believe that we're led to know and it kind of makes me wonder you know mm-hmm. what i'm having experiences. what else is going on
2: You know, that's one thing that a lot of people within the paranormal community agree on, that the research isn't being done right. It's not being reported right. Um, Why doesn't somebody form an organization where all this information can be put into a data bank and that courses can be given, I don't mean charged for, can be given, so that people who are on their own or with different groups can actually... Follow set protocols in doing investigations and reporting it, so that the triangulation as well as the analysis of the data can be made properly.
3: Oh, absolutely, and I think they do. Um, th- 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 from what I've found out, in, in in my in the last two years since my book has been published, mm-hmm. and I've d- been doing shows and signings and research yeah. and meeting a lot of great people, uh, I found. That there's a lot of ego involved here and unfortunately that's a lot of these tv shows that are driving that um and that's just a shame because a lot of people you know i i I, like you were talking about how my personality is i've actually been on a different show where i was with a guy who was so serious that it was like oh my god like you couldn't make this guy laugh everything was so (laughs) serious about the paranormal and it was just like Okay, I understand, because he was, you know, he was, he, he tried to, like, no matter what you did, he, he'd debunk your claim, because he knew it all, and it was like, you can't deal with people like that, no. that doesn't work this way, but there is a lot of that, and there also is a lot of um, splintering out there, because you've got the Bigfoot hunters, you've yeah. got the paranormal researchers, you've got the ufologists, so there's so many that... They don't want to share. For whatever reason, there's not a lot of sharing in that community. They all want to keep it for themselves, so you never really get to see the – it's kind of like the local law enforcement and the, um, State, the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to share information with that. So it's kind of like – that. That's at least that's what I've, I've kind of found.
2: Kevin, uh, time has come for us to say so long for tonight. You will be back, but I want to thank you so much for sharing And uh, keep up the great work, and I look forward to uh, the next time we meet back here in the Exxon.
3: Rob, thank you for having me. It's been a blast. I enjoyed myself thoroughly, and I hope your audience did too.
2: I'm sure they did. Thank you so much. Nation. our guest this hour has been uh, Kevin Killen, and uh, we're going to post Kevin's website as well as his email address on the show notes. Uh, But quickly, here's the website, ozarkmt.com, and his email address is ki. K-K-I-L-L-E-N-B-T at gmail.com. I'm Rob McConnell. We'll be back on the other side of the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour. Don't go away.